What's up? What's up? How you doing? What's going on? This is this is Max, by the way. What up, Max? This is Louie. Hello, Louie. How you doing? How are you? And Lex, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. My name's Lex. How are you doing, everyone? I was going to say, there's that fantastic British accent. Uh, I've just come to melt your pants. That's that's all I've come to do. Right. <laughs> that's awesome, man. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, start this first ever patch cast. Uh, is Louis, creator of OSBG Original Savage. Um, been in the patch collecting game for over a year now. Still pretty new to it. I guess you could say. And yeah, looking forward to what we get cracking right now. Max, go ahead and start off with the intro. Well, I was going to say, uh, my name is uh, Max. I am uh, the owner and creator of all the Thread Before Dishonor patches. It's a brand new brand that just got started uh, a couple months back. Um, got a couple of releases out now, and everybody's pretty stoked. I personally have been collecting patches since September last year. Um, I've been into EDC since, I don't know, January last year, and Patches kind of just found me. My dad had just passed away, and I was looking for a new hobby and something to keep myself occupied while I was going through the whole grieving process, and I found Patches. And then I was like, hey, wait a minute. This is a way that you can apply your art and uh, bring something else to, to the game to, like, make, you know things better and actually put some art out there and actually inspire some other people and so i just started doing it and everybody loved the patches and now that's where i'm at <laughs> it's kind of cool oh yeah man that's, that's badass your brand by the way just took over like a st- like a wildfire man it's fucking badass well i i work hard i mean i really work hard for all you guys because i mean it, it that's the reason why we do these things it's like you know, there's no purpose behind the art unless people get to enjoy it. And when there's a bunch of fans that really want to enjoy it and really, you know, take pride in it and take ownership of it, and you can see a lot of heart in it, it's like it makes you want to work harder. It makes you want to do more. It makes you want to bring more to the table. So it's a really great thing. I'm really happy and really proud of my brand and really proud of all my fans and everything, too. It's actually been really cool. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And last but not least, we've got... Dexter. Dexter. You want to go by Master Dexter? Yes. Let's just go by Dexter. That's how I'm known in the community. Um, I have had to fudge my name a little bit. My work are not too pleased with um, Facebook accounts and things like that. So I've just become Dexter overnight, if you like. Um, yeah, I'm, I live in the UK. Um, I'm a big collector of um, European patches, but also um, I admin packs in his group. I admin a few other groups in the States as well. Um, on Facebook, uh, the DMA, which uh, we won't go into details about, and um, yeah, and uh, a UK patch collectors page as well. I'm not an admin there, but um, there is one. It's um, it's pretty bad. We're trying to bring them into the, into the modern day, to be honest. But we'll talk about that a bit more later because they're still quite. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been collecting patches for probably about. 15 years. Um, it started off when I was an airsoft. Um, that makes you like old guard, like really old guard. <laughs> I haven't been part of the group, that's the thing. So I only actually discovered the groups in December. 
So I've only been in it about eight months, nine months myself. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting. I really realised how big it actually was. Um, obviously, it's not as big as over here in, in Europe as it is in the States, but, you know, there is, there is a pretty solid following. So. I think a little bit of that has to do, too, with, Man, like, like EDC, I mean, a lot of it comes down to like the EDC and EDC community, and that's where a lot of this stuff grows from. And anybody that knows what doesn't know what EDC means, it stands for everyday carry. And it's just for any of the stuff that people carry every day. And it, it goes over a lot with like a lot of soldiers, military, law enforcement, guys that, um, you know, they carry stuff on them that's useful tools, but also too, like objects that mean something. It was like gifts from a friend and other stuff like that. And I think that's where a lot of the patch community actually grows out of. And I think the biggest difference between, like, you know, over in Europe and in the United States, over here, our, our laws are a lot looser. And it's like, I can carry a bottle up in my pocket. Nobody's going to say anything about it. You do that over in Europe, and somebody's going to think that you have brass knuckles on you or something else. Because I know your laws are, like, a lot more stricter, too. So I think that's where that comes from. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. It's, um, it's definitely found its way from the military over here. Um, morale patches have been a big thing in the military. I think we've probably got it from the American forces that we've been um, over in Afghanistan and back. Um, morale patches sort of tag on. And a lot of their softness are in the military as well. So um, uh, there's um, that origin as well. So patches for the air because hell bent on any type of popular culture that they can slap Velcro on and stick on the attack gear. So there's a big element of that over here too. I think that's kind of like the great part about like morale patches though too is the fact that like there is a bunch of culture and you can see how it is a culture in and of itself. And it does adapt a lot of other stuff but at the same time too that's part of another thing that I can't push enough and I try and strive for with my brand is, is like, you know, push to do something original. You're going to take it and use it and, and have it be a part of your art. Don't just reproduce a picture you found on the internet. Take it and say, okay, this is cool. Now how can I make this my own? And then at that point, you have something that's really original and you can tell and you can be proud of instead of, you know, having people feel like you're just slapping something else on Velcro and throwing it out there trying to make a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. And yeah, you really do grow like more more pride and ownership with your brand whenever you are doing that. You know what I'm saying? People can see like the effort you're putting in. You know, they, they see that you're the one doing the art yourself. And it just, it's, everybody just feels more attached to it. And that's really what it's all about. You know, like, it's, it's almost like a brotherhood, you know, that I've noticed. What's crazy is that I started collecting around the same time you as well uh, did, Max, in September. I think September was, like, the first time I actually posted in, like, any of the groups or something. But, like, um, I've just, like, grown to be, like, all these friendships with everyone and, it's just really badass. Yeah, the sense of community is incredible. I think that's one of the things that Patches offers more than anything else. And that's part of the reason why, like, you know, people talk about all the bro deals and, like, the bro hookups and, like, the trading and all that other stuff. It really does offer, like, this way for a lot of people who are not used to having community to have community. And I think that was something that um, 
like you know, you hear people talk about how motorcycle clubs and all that stuff started after Vietnam by all these soldiers that wanted a way to have community like they had in their units in the military and things like that. And it's this is like another form of that in a way for a lot of these guys. That's part of the reason why there's so much attachment to some of these brands. <laughs> what's cool too is that like people from different walks of life, it's all different too. It's not just like strictly military oh, yeah. guys that are cool. I haven't seen anybody even just because it's like, oh, you do this, well, you're not whatever. The only people are only judged by how they act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, I was actually by the 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 random testing from total strangers. That was something that I wasn't really prepared for. And when when I first started collecting, well, joining the groups, people were saying, "You come." Didn't take long to actually work out that that's exactly what it was. I mean, there's a hell of a sense of community. Yeah. Yeah, true. So um in the fifteen years that you've been collecting yeah. decks, um how like how many I'm sure you've seen like so many brands just come and go or even like brands change name and kind of rebrand and all that. Um in your in your personal experience, you know, how long you've been involved in it, does that do you kind of hold certain brands like have you seen a brand that's been around as long as you have been oh, yeah. collecting? Uh, Tad Gear. Tad Gear have been producing patches for No way. I think I've seen some of those Tad Gears. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, this, that's definitely BDC. I think law enforcement and the um, military side of BDC. But as far as like, but as far as like, yeah, but as far as like strict patch companies, is there one that particularly stands out to you that's been around for a while? It's been around for well, I mean, like I said, I only I only actually joined the groups in December, so there was this whole world of patch collecting. Well, you know, it was wasn't even available, so it was only ever I would find. Um, on eBay or um, you know on the internet, if I search for Velcro patches, whatever popped up. And to be honest with you, the longest standing one is definitely Spec Monkey. Um, it's quite amazing. Ever ever unlimited patches. You only ever just keeps producing the same ones and stocking them. Hence, they're not worth anything apart from what you can buy them for from him, because you can still buy everything. But yeah, he's um, he's been doing it for a very very long time. Spec Monkey. That is that is so dope. So you you were kind of just like loan collecting yeah. on your own for all these years, yeah. fifteen years, not even knowing that there was like this whole community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was all it was all airsoft. I mean, airsofters are literally obsessed. Because I that was let's see what was that? It had to have been like almost twenty years ago now. I I took a paintball and I actually worked at a paintball firm. And like the the stupid amounts of money some of these guys would spend on this stuff. I mean, they would spend money to have custom jerseys that would just get splattered with paint. And I'm just like, you guys are insane. But they do it. I mean, it, it's it's like it's their way of like having their tribe. You know, yeah. like oh, yeah. inside their tribe, totally. 
Oh yeah, it's totally tribal. Totally, no question. I mean, you know, you wait, you join a team, you wear the patch. It's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then even within the communities within that too you know what i'm saying you got like the whole like teak tribe yeah. you got like the modern arms yeah. guys the aono yeah. i mean modern arms have been around for a very very long time in real patch group collecting terms they've been pretty much there since the beginning um no i know we're, we definitely need to get jason on this and Ben Hamilton, um, Michael Schaefer, very interesting guy. Very interesting. Um, also, uh, as far as um, in the States, you know, you've got so many established brands and established makers, and just make makers over there. I mean, potential guests for this are, are just not going to run out, really, I don't think. So, I'm sure we could always find something fun to talk about. <laughs> Exactly. So not here. I'm sure we can bore everyone to death with our ramblings too. So that's all good. Is anyone else getting like a really bad lag on their connection? Oh, I've got, yeah, I've got that. I guess we'll see how it sounds whenever, uh, whenever it's done. But I did want to talk about. What patches you guys are like future, like excited for in the future? I know Max, you just got a mail call, and it's a uh, new band. I was right? just gonna say today, I was lucky enough to have arrive. Um, I have the first release from Dark Productions. It's their little Oni with the scroll in its mouth, and I gotta say, this version, the blue version, is pretty dope. I'm looking forward to the uh, red version coming on the back of the car and the art collector for it. I know that the post that I saw in. Uh, Morale patch classified said so they were working on getting the red one up to the quality they wanted. And uh, this one looks pretty dope. There's some stuff that I would have done differently if it, I was designing it for me because I know how things translate the thread a little bit better because I've made a couple patches at this point. But for a first patch, man, I'd be stoked. I'd be really happy with this release if I was these guys. This thing looks really great. Whoever that maker was, did a hell of a job like capturing a lot of that little tiny detail, that line work. Yeah, that and that's there. one of those things that was I really... can tell that they're going to struggle with to try and make this red version look as good as it does in the art that's on this back of this card. But if they pull it off, this is going to be a dope patch line. I'm looking forward to them. What's, what's the size of that It's patch? really not that big. Let me see if i got a ruler here so that I can actually measure it. And we'll actually measure in inches and in metric for all you guys that are overseas. So in inches, it looks like it's just shy of four and a half inches tall. And then for the metric folks out there, it looks like it's right around 11 millimeters tall. So it's a decent size patch. Is the Velcro or You know, it's going uh, I don't know. It might be a little too tall to rock on a hat, like a bro hat, but it's definitely a good size for a bag or a pack. So, uh, it's a decent patch. It's nice. I like it. Thumbs up for me. Is, is, is the Velcro uh, glued or so um, it looks no, It looks like it's hot glued. Um, it's not 100% stitch, so you actually do see some of the background fabric on this back. And it's black back. Gotcha. 
So it's, it's yeah. I've, I've kind of noticed that, like, with all the these patches, they're getting like more and more detailed, and like the average size now is about like four four and a half around that four inch five inch range well it's one of those things too where i'm also kind of noticing that like people will i mean like obviously big huge patches are just never i mean there's always going to be a select market that's going to be cool with huge patches because there's only so much you can do with them they're like pieces of art (laughs) you know but um what i from what i've seen is stuff that will fit on a bro hat that's your popular size man, and that's probably brands like the thread remedy are killing it is because i don't think there's a single one of jonathan's patches that i own i mean there might be one or two that aren't the colossals that i'd have a hard time putting on a bro hat and having it look okay and, and you know speaking yeah, yeah. Speaking of Thread Remedy, did you guys catch that that new bad apple in yeah. each other? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, apples are making a comeback. Are <laughs> Dex, do you do you collect bad apples? I'm, I'm sorry, you're like breaking up bad. Do you, do you collect bad apples? Um, Max is breaking up bad for me. I think um, we're just too far across the side of the world. <laughs> yeah, not really. Some some of the ones I like, I've I've, I've collected. Um, I mean, the colossal TTR for me um, was just fantastic. I didn't only V1, so it was obviously the best I definitely got one of those colossals too. Those things are badass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that's when I got started off. I felt that's what I was collecting. I was I started off collecting bad apples. Out of all the brands, I was like, I'm gonna stick with bad apples and I'm gonna just yeah. collect them. And then it, it it just blew up, man. It just everyone was doing a bad apple, and I couldn't even keep up anymore with drops. It was just like at this point, it was ridiculous. So I was like, yeah, some ugly, dirty flippers, man. The people that are buying things to try and make it sell out to then turn around and sell it for three times what they bought it for, and it's really no. You know, we've all done it. When we all first start collecting, we do it. that's how we build our collections, you know what I mean? But it's all one of those things. Yeah. You also got to be like, okay, am I making things bad for the market? Is this really, I mean, we On. It's okay. I know I'm breaking up. Carry on without me. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm kind of waiting to see. I'm going to be sat next to the router soon. It should be okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, one thing I did notice, I, I think there was a couple of things that, that played in part with like the fall and maybe, I mean, it's, I don't think it really fell too bad, but the, the whole bad apple collecting thing is like, you know, it came out that, you know, the art was actually like not really original and anyone could really do one and so once anyone 
found everyone found out that they could just do a bad apple and not have to worry about like anyone about taking heat from anyone because the original image was that original image. Where I had a hard time with it is because you know when the bad apple creep started and then people were like, Oh, I gotta own every one, I was like, No, no, I don't because I've seen some really that I already know I will never ever buy. <laughs> so yeah, was some absolutely I wish I wish I could I wish we could like ha- find a way to like show them, but oh man, there's this terrible one where like the girl only has like one arm and she looks like she's crying, like her makeup's running or some I, shit. I, that dude, oh. and was supposed to be like a charity patch, and the guy made like 250 of them, and then like nobody would buy them, and crickets in the room, and everybody was like, um, uh, no, no, people bought them, dude. Look at people's Apple collections, whatever they post pics, it's on their fucking mat, dude. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, and I can't, and that's the horrible part, too, is it's like. You're talking to a guy that's like, I personally, I have a five-year art degree. I was a tutor for kids when I was in college. I tutored middle school kids in art. I know that when it comes down to art, and, and I was also a tattoo artist too. So when it comes down to other people's art, what you say about it and how you say it matters a lot. And if you can tell people that something isn't good and not hurt their feelings, but at the same time, there's like sometimes you just gotta be like, "Come on, man, are you blind? What? Like, what? Yeah, How, yeah. Who paid for this? Like, what? Yeah, but you can't. You, you can't even do that nowadays, man. Because we're in such like a horrible time where, like, if you criticize anyone for what they're doing, you're just like labeled a hater or like an asshole. <laughs> So, one, you learn, you learn how to get to talk about art. You learn how to have people talk about your art. And what immediately your gut reaction, because of your emotional attachment, makes you feel like they're talking shit. But they're not. What they're trying to do is help your art improve. And they're trying to help you do something better. So, part of it is how you frame what you're hearing. And people don't understand that out the door. It's kind of hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if, if, if we were able to, like, if people were able to see the conversations me and you have when it comes to our art, it would be like, oh, my God, these two guys are fucking going at it. Well, you know what I'm saying? From an outsider's perspective. We're not. hated each other. Sometimes we'd be like, no, that sucks because of this, this, and this. Fix it right now. Expect yeah. better of you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In that, that conversation, are kind of hilarious if, like, you know what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's because it's like, it's like I, I know what's going on, and I'm just, this fucker's gonna point it out to me, and I'm gonna be like, no, like, fuck that. I don't. It's <laughs> funny because that happens. And I'm like, no, take the drawing. And look at it in the mirror in your bathroom. And then he looks at it and comes back to me. The first message is MF. That's all it is. Big line caps, MF, exclamation point. And I don't hear anything for 10 minutes. And then he shows the drawing and he's sick. That's how it goes. That's how it goes, man. 
you know, people sometimes just get too attached to things, and, and you got to actually, like, let it go and say, okay, I need to listen to this advice because this is how I'm going to improve. This is how, I mean, it's like, sometimes hearing things isn't about tearing down, it's about rebuilding something to make it better. And people don't know the difference and understand when people give a crap about what they're doing and want to help. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, hell yeah, man. Um, I know one patch that I am uh, very excited for is actually one of yours, man, that fucking Glow Liberty, that Red Liberty Glow. Yeah, that's going to be dropping if, if everything goes well and everything ships on time. Um, that should be dropping today. So Monday the 23rd, which is actually my birthday, too. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's cool. What are you gonna do for your birthday? Um, <laughs> nice. Now right now, my my social circle and social life is down to. So are we making patches today? Are we drawing patches today? Are we buying patches today? What what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, that's basically about it. It's like there's, are we drawing, making, or selling, or buying? Yeah. Those DPC memory torches, oh my god. Love them. Oh, oh yeah, dude. By the way, thanks for hooking me up with a V1 set. Like, I don't know how many moons ago. You're welcome. I knew you had to have a set of those. That's why when I scored the extra set, I was like, okay, I'm giving these to Louie and some passion. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually a payment for something that I didn't didn't even end up happening because you were just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it myself," and <laughs> way fucking. It was like, okay, if I make this to what I really wanted, I gotta do it myself. I know I have the skill set. It's just, yeah. So. And it was the it was the owl patch that you have that you that you first kind of teased when you were when you were uh, coming out and. How about that project too? Okay. I think the project will be coming around Thanksgiving time. So that's my plan at this point. That's actually going to end up being a really huge patch. It's going to be a mat hog. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be around six and a half dollars, something like that. I can't remember. But it's going to be huge. That's going um, if anybody ever wants to see that, let me know. I'll get you in my group, and you can see all the stuff going on here. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be a great project. So that's going to be one of the holiday projects that's coming up. And then I have to- I'm also really, really looking forward to the. Um, that's something I'm pretty excited for. Today. And my record, like I can't do the damn thing. Oh, Dexter dropped off. Are you there, Max? I'm still. <laughs> Fuck, dude, you're like really bad too. Breaking up pretty bad. I can't even hear you that way. That's... No, I think it's just kind of lag from uh, the anchor app. Yeah, yeah, I think it is too. I mean, I am on. I'm on 4G on my phone, but. I might. We might have to do this shit on Wi-Fi when I'm at home. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you will probably have a problem. Fuck. Well, there goes Dexter. Well, I guess we could finish. We could finish up our uh, our topics. I'm actually working on a patch right now, dude. I've been, I've been working on a patch like all fucking day at work, and uh, the point two to the V1 that I had released. So I'm working on a uh, the Xeno Queen and another Predator. That's right. You showed me some uh, some teasers uh, last week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's actually turning out like nothing like that. I'm trying to make it more like three dimensional, but yeah, yeah. Seriously, since you've been inspired to draw more, a lot of your art it just like keeps stepping up and up and up and up and up, and it's one of those things that I tell people all the time. If you want to get better. You gotta draw all the time, and it's gotta be something that consumes you. And if it's not something that money consumes you, then you might not want to start. <laughs> oh, well, most most definitely, man. I mean, I had to take notes from what you did with your brand, man. I just saw like all the fucking work that you put into it, and I was like, God damn! I thought I was doing a lot by writing on the envelopes. This dude's fucking <laughs> you like pieces of art and i was like god damn this dude is fucking killing it right now i gotta up my game so man he's just been we've both just been improving like a motherfucker so that's the deal i mean like if you're in this to make things better and build community that's all you're gonna try and do is do your stuff better inspire other people to do their stuff better and along the way everything gets better for everybody and that's part of what I try and do out because you know I see too much tearing stuff down and I'm offering a solution instead of saying this is what I do and this is how well it works let's give it a try you know like <laughs> oh yeah and I've noticed too I mean all the other brands too are stepping up as well man they're fucking putting out some dope ass oh. art you know? Yeah, I mean, stuff that can come out from Grumpy Pencil and Joshua Johnson has just been awesome. Um, like, some of the other ideas I've seen some of the other makers. I did was a maker that uh, they were going to start making matching characters from their story that they were making. And each of the art cards pieces of You know? And I saw that. And it's supposed to be like a story, right? Like every. Like, if you collect all the patches, you'd have the whole story together in one whole, like, graphic novel comic book thing. And I thought, you know that? And, you know, it, it's given me inspiration, too, because, like, I have a, a patch that's kind of a character that I thought of that I was going to get made. And I'm thinking, well, why don't I do something extra to that is the art card to go with that patch? I mean, I can do it, you know? It's me. Yeah, I mean, there's always like it's it's always it's always fun to see like what other companies will like definitely give a little bit extra and see what else they can include. I mean, it always just like it it just opens the doors for like more opportunity and just how to branch out. Like, if that guy really starts selling a lot, like, what if he gets people? What if he gets comic book collectors to start collecting his shit just strictly based off how good the story might be? Really. What all we can draw influence from, what all parts of color, uh, culture we have the opportunity to influence. I mean, you never know. Part of the patches, like you were saying, is that everybody calls people, you know, more popular in certain circles. 
like I know I've converted a bunch of people to like looking for patches and looking for broken back patches in like the last three months. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like one of my buddies is another guy that cooks in another restaurant. He bought a hat and bought some patches off Amazon. Another friend yeah, of mine I, I, um, she, you know, actually got into collecting well, I should I say like morale patches, uh, Velcro back patches through um through Zachary Hill. I'm I've never I had never met the guy or anything, but he has a cousin named Miranda and I work with her. And I was creating a, a patch jacket for my wife. And I was buying all these different patches. They were just like the iron-on ones, you know what I'm saying? So I was just mm-hmm. searching, like getting all these dope, unique patches, whatever. And putting it together while I was working, because I do basically everything while I work. But um, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, shit, you're into patches too? My fucking cousin does that. And I was like, what do you mean he does that? And she was like, well, let me add you to this. Facebook group that he's in, and he added, she added me to uh, MPC, Morale Patch Classifieds, and I was in there. I had no clue what was going on. Like, I was like, these patches are kind of cool, but people were, like, in. <laughs> like, Good luck with the sale. Like, all these, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, the patch lingo. I was like, I have no clue what the hell is going on here. And it took me, like, a couple of months of just looking at what people were doing. They'd be like, oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. And that was kind of what I was at too, is that I was looking at like a lot of the art that was in there and that was going on. And I was looking at it going, you know, like this stuff is cool. I like this. I can see how, um, you know, there's like bits of Americana that are in some of it with like the more um, automotive and motorcycle themed patches and some of that stuff. But then you can also see a lot of the Asian influence and a lot of the. Japanese style Bushido and Oni masks and all that other stuff. And oh, so it like this yeah. as you say, it's just like some eclectic mix um um coming together and place where we can all pick and choose the but it all kind of fits and hasn't place, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know the, the range of stuff like you get Star Wars patches and this and that you know yeah I mean it's definitely like I, I can see certain phases of like the community but I, I just I just love seeing all the, all the different kinds you know what I'm saying like uh, who, who has a very broad broad collection as far as like what they've dropped I think uh I want to say Malcolm has some pretty has a pretty broad collection of what he's doing. You know, mm-hmm. Trains to now the fucking one to one size guns. That shit's yeah. No, patches are kind of crazy. I mean, the guy's got like this interesting style. It's definitely influenced off of uh, a lot of the culture you see in Japan. Also, from a lot of his influence from back home in Texas. You know, it's just really cool. <laughs> Yeah, really a cool guy too, man. I was able to meet up with him and we chopped it up. We got a we got a couple collabs in the works. Um but yeah, really cool dude. I really like what he's doing, man. He's releasing a fucking golden AK. 
I had to tell him, I'm like, yo, put one of those away for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I saw it. I, I, I don't, I mean, when I Velcro that up, like the, the roof of my car. <laughs> That's exactly where you're going to put it, man. I'm going to carry the motherfucker with me, man. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you get pulled over arranging passes on the roof of your car. What are you doing? <laughs> Yo, man, that's just going to be... <laughs> I mean, I could... Just imagine... Traffic stop gets recorded. That's all I'm gonna say. I hope it gets recorded because that would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm upset because I have I have a 2017 like vehicle and my fucking roof is not even like Velcro friendly at all. I have this like know, fucking space material that doesn't stick to. I'm like so upset, dude. I'd have all my I don't know how many times I tell people this. Invest in Velcro dots. Everybody that I've seen, everything that I've seen, if you if you put your patches up with individual Velcro dots and you make sure it squishes on them kind of nice, it will stay. And then when you want to move it, the Velcro comes off and doesn't leave any of the adhesive on your headliner 90% of the time. Oh, shit, dude. I haven't even heard. I've never heard that shit. Yep. And I sometimes do that and I, I was like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I know that I know that I want to like branch out and start making things for the patches to go onto. Like, I don't know if I've shown you my uh, my backpack idea. I have a backpack idea. I have. Uh, I, have I, got? I have a buddy of mine who owns uh, MLW Upholstery. His name is Michael Worley. I actually work with. Him. I, I worked with him for a while. I used to do pinstriping in his um, when I was doing sign painting enamel work, and the dude makes a poultry that is just like, oh my god! I mean, I, I've seen him add value into classic cars that should have been told before. How do you do this? Um, but he and I have been working together, and um, we've been talking about making some seat covers and some other stuff like that. Um, we've also been talking about besides doing that stuff, also making some patch mats, patch boards, um, other display options. And so, like, I get exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I've been working on this too because you know we're only limited by our imagination and what we can produce been made. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, one thing I've noticed too, and I don't even know. I I know that like you know those those Letterman jackets. I think they were already built with that fucking cloth, with that type of cloth. It's like a felt, I think. Yeah. And I forget what it was called. I can ask my buddy and he can double the time. Yeah, yeah. Like once, I, once I'm able to get like an, a good amount of money, I think I might invest in getting like some custom letterman jackets where like you could put patches all over it you know what i'm saying totally true the one thing i think you're gonna always find a limit in that market is is that i mean 
what we're doing, part of the reason why we're buying the packages is because we're talking about guys who like to customize stuff. And, I mean, let's face it, haven't you thought about just putting your own Velcro on your own jacket? <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. At the same time, it would be nice to find and have and provide for people an affordable option that makes it so that you don't have time or you don't have the skill or you don't have the desire or you don't have to do that. So, yeah. Really, I mean, yeah, it's definitely something I would like to eventually find a hat that has a sizable loop field on the crown of it that is actually like a hat that is, you know, like fifty nine fifty with loop field on it or, you know, even a flex fit. I prefer a flex fit, honestly, myself, but that's just because I have a big head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm I'm a snapback guy. So once once I saw those bro hats being snapback, I was like, in like I was all for it. And I I rock mine almost on a daily basis. So, uh, but I've always snapback type of snapbacks though. But for me, would make it more awesome. And I've even thought about just making one for myself. I'm having nameplate field on the back of the hat. Because, I mean, let's face it, stuff that we like to rock, and it'd be awesome to be able to, like, my thought was is make, like, a cushion cover to go over the plastic, so if you don't like the plastic, it would cover that. You can also have loop on the outside that you could, like, slide over that part and then pull it over once you get it snapped to the right size so it covers it up, and you can still put a uh, name tape on it, even though it's a standard. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a dope idea. One thing I wanted to ask you: What about pins? Do you collect pins? Pins and all that stuff. But personally, myself, um, I made a rule that I'm not allowed to buy them unless I buy them at a venue. So, like, if I go to a convention, I'm allowed to buy a pin. I'm not allowed to go yeah. them online, but that's my own personal rule. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I have one of those Liberty pins too, man. Shit. I had to have them. That's, that, that Liberty design alone, man, is just so dope. The other pin that I just got was actually a, a broken from a friend from uh, Stephen Escobar. It was probably awesome. Um, Underwater drinking, their latest pin, and I think their patch is going to drop soon. It's the, the, uh, the underwater drinking team ever, you know, holding an AK, riding it on, on top of an eagle that's holding an American flag in its claws. One of the dopest things I've ever seen. And he bought me one. And Escobar is really making moves out there in the community. Every time I, it's like every now and then I'll see his name pop up, man. Steven Esco is a real bro. Yeah. He uh, hooked, me up with, hooked me up with that. Just making making it happen. Well, it's all about community, and that's if you're wondering how you get that impossible patch to find, that's how you do it. You will have people throwing stuff to help you out when you're looking. It happens. <laughs> well, you could also be like one of those other guys and put up uh, a $300 bounty. Oh, well, if you, and you got the money to burn. I ain't nothing gonna. I mean, 
hate on you for you know feeding the flippers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hated when that happened with the fucking the first the first time I ever experienced that was with the uh, was with that uh, thread remedy liberty. It was like as soon as it dropped, it sold out, of course. But as soon as it dropped, the first ISO was 150 bucks. And I was like, that's it. Anyone minimum now is going to ask 150. You're for it. To the drop. <laughs> what? Hold up. You, you broke up. What'd you say? <laughs> the B2 TTR Liberty that dropped in December, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I extremely fortunate because um, that around the time that Jonathan just started his uh, Thursday football contest, I won an early in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sh- I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you messaging me that, and I was like, "This lucky fucking asshole." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got really lucky. And- you know, besides that, talk about your luck, first off, because this is all some crazy Illuminati shit, dude. I've seen you win a raffle, a waffle. Picking- We're going to talk about this now. Okay. <laughs> I've seen you win waffle after fucking waffle, dude. I don't know what you're doing. What's the secret? Uh, playing. I had to stop playing it for a little while. I had a good run of luck, I'd say, back in November, December, January. And then I think, like, the end of January, it kind of ran out. And I was like, yep, it's time to stop pushing your luck. (laughs) Dude, those waffles, I've seen people get caught up in them, dude. I've seen people get caught up in them. Well, I mean... It's kind of one of those things. It's yes, it's gambling. Is some of it probably shady in some of those venues? Yes. I mean, let's not be stupid. Where there's money, yeah. there's shady stuff going on. Um, at the same time, too, like you, you can afford to do it, and they want to do it. I'm not going to stop them. You know, like every reason for doing it. I, the reasons why I always play is because, you know, like some of those patches that I won. There's, I mean, I don't make that much money with my regular day job. To be able to drop $500 a patch, you're asking for a good chunk of my money. So if oh, I can yeah. miraculously win it, sure. But then again, when you start adding that shit up, that's serious dough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, of course. I mean, it, it's gambling. We're, we're, we're the yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely that is one of the dopest ones of gambling, though. I wish they would do, I wish I was in one where they did more um, EDC stuff because I'm trying to get my hands on like some of those titanium pens and pens, mm-hmm. titanium pens and pencils. Like, those are so dope. Um, I actually have a tie bolt, but you know, oh, shit. yeah, I actually send, send, send I, me. every day. It's one of my favorite things. And yes, I spent a ridiculous amount of money on a pen that's all titanium. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Is it a pen or a pencil? It's a pen. Ah, oh, see, I, I, I want a pencil. I, that's what I need. I mean, 
ones that actually carry more value are the pens, just simply because they're um, practical for EDC. I mean, obviously, when a pencil runs out of lead, it's gone, but a pen cartridge and a pen will last freaking forever, and it will write on things generally. Um, but well, yeah, you, you can refill the pencils. I think they just take lead. Carry around an extra little thing on them. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's me. You're an artist. They don't. <laughs> Man, I, I wanted fucking Dexter to be on this because I needed to hear some more of that accent. I'm not even going to lie. Parts in place and then, you know. Well, we're already at 48 minutes. It would be really easy to fill an hour doing this, bro. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And we are. We definitely are. This is just like the first episode. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fucking great. Yeah. I, How about I you? I think what we need to do. You know what we do? Let's finish this recording. Hold on. You broke up there. I didn't get a damn thing you were just saying right now. I was going to say, let's finish this recording, and then we can get Dexter in on the combo. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to finish it then, and then we're just going to restart it up. Okay.